Hello and happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the Celeste Stein Show. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein, and I invite you to like, share, and subscribe to my channels on bbsradio.com and my YouTube channel. It means so much to those of us who are working hard to bring you news you can use, self-help topics, and top entertainment news. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, on today's show, we have two very special guests who are going to give you some information on how you can stay safe for the holidays. Christmas and New Year's are certainly supposed to be fun times of the year with friends and family. But if you're not careful and vigilant, you can also become prey and victim to those who find many ways to put a damper on your holiday fun. Today, I am joined by Chief James Hambrick and Lieutenant Wes Neely. Lieutenant Neely is a police officer with the Mount Julia Police Department, and he is an active threats expert and workplace violence consultant. And Chief Hambrick has served in the city of Mount Juliet, Tennessee, as both chaplain and police officer, and has just recently retired after 28 years of service. Certainly, thank you for your service. And before we begin today, I'd like to play a little video of the chief's recent send-off after an amazing career. Car one, man. Car one. I want to say thank you for over 28 years of being here. All the men and women that I've been able to serve, this great community that I've been able to serve. Hey, I love you all. There's nothing you can do about it. Car one is 10 7. Thank you for your 28 years of service to the city of Mount Juliet and to the men and women of the Mount Juliet Police Department. During that time, you have served us and led us with honor in many positions from dispatch all the way to the last 11 years as your chief. We have learned from you, grown with you, and we will miss you as you start your next chapter of life. We wish you and Miss Denise the best moving forward. And remember, we love you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. All units, resume normal air. Thank you. Thank y'all. What an amazing journey, Chief Hambrick. That uh, was awesome. And I would also like to congratulate you on your new appointment as Chief security officer at Trebekah Nazarene University, where I know you'll do just an amazing job. And thanks so much for being here today. It is an extreme honor and happy holidays to both of you. 
Thanks. So it's, it's good to be here. Thanks. All right. I'm going to get into the show now. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about the holidays and holiday safety as we approach the busiest holiday shopping period of the year. I'd like to start by asking you, Chief Hambrig, what sorts of things do people need to be thinking about as they're out shopping this holiday season? Well, first of all, just being um, vigilant and mindful of the time and the season and what normally occurs during that. We know that, you know, during the year, throughout the year, that suspects, criminals, uh, prey upon people, but especially during this time, because they know, you know, the season, they know people will be shopping, they know that there'll be things uh, uh, readily, I'll just use that word, accessible for them. And so for individuals to be mindful, I would encourage, especially our female population, to uh, shop together, uh, never alone. That would be one thing. Um, always put things in the trunk out of sight of, um, you know, of criminals where they can see because people do target uh, vehicles. They look in the vehicles. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, that's one thing. One thing we've been seeing also is as people are shopping, and again, this is a, especially for the uh, female population, uh, they'll have their purse in the cart mm. and, they'll turn around and these people are quick and they'll take that, the uh, wallet out of the purse and be gone. And, and I mean, uh, it seems like um, it's impossible to do a, as fast as they do it. And I mean, they're charging. You're right. You're I, I right. Mean, in a little bit of time, it's thousands of dollars charged to a card. And, right. and, and the person is still in inside the store shopping and has no yeah. clue. Uh, I had that happen uh, many, many years ago when I was in graduate school up in Chicago. Um, you know, I, I just getting out on my own there and was in the grocery store, had my pocketbook in the cart. I turned around to pick up uh, like a head of lettuce, put it in the cart, and that fast my pocketbook was gone. I mean, I could see the person going out the door with, with my purse. That's how fast. Uh, that happened. So very true that it, it, you'd be surprised. So, it, you know, just even where you place your pocketbook, you need to be vigilant at at all times, like even in the grocery store, unfortunately. In the um, military, we have something called the buddy system that you can go in and I would uh, encourage uh, individuals to, to use a buddy system when they're going shopping <laughs> uh, this year. Yeah, well, there there are a lot of these street gangs now that are certainly going into stores and malls and you know raiding the places of of tons of merchandise with trash bags and all that kind of thing. Would you guys like to talk a little bit about, um, you know, are you seeing more of this type of crime, uh, especially there in your area, and and you know just kind of what's going on there across the country? Like LT. It uh, it always increases during the holiday season because these people know that you're shopping, you're you're putting your packages in your car um, because of the crowds. And like you and the chief just talked about, you're not paying attention. Uh, you're shopping, you're thinking about what you're going to buy for whomever you're going to buy it for. Uh, and they'll just, uh, they, they run in packs. Sometimes they will even come up and distract somebody. They'll come up and talk to you to ask some random question 
to try to distract your attention away from your, your buggy or wherever your, your purse might be, uh, and then pick it up and walk out. Uh, they do that a lot. Um, a lot of times I always encourage people to lock their front doors, even when they're home. I lock all their doors when they're home, but if they're in the backyard working, make sure the front door is locked because if these guys will drive down the road. They'll see somebody working in the backyard. So they'll send somebody around to, again, distract and ask some kind of odd question. And if the front door's unlocked, they'll come in and steal what they can and get out pretty quick. Um, so it's the, the, in the holiday seasons is, is when this stuff happens a lot uh, because they know people are preoccupied and not paying attention. Yeah. What about packages? Uh, would either of you like to talk about that? You know, a lot of us order from, you know, Amazon and other online stores during the holidays. And then we have those packages delivered, maybe when we're working or out and about. Um, what are some ways we can protect ourselves there when you're you're maybe not at home and having a package delivered? When um, when you order the package, there's always a place at the bottom that says special instructions. Um, it, uh, the, the porch pirates are hard to defend against. Um, but if you put instructions on there about certain places to put the package out of sight, don't leave it on the front porch, ask them to take it around to the back somewhere, um, uh, put it, um, uh, under a carport, um, inside a car. Um, I've never had anybody refuse to do that as far as the delivery folks go, but, uh, anything to get it off the front porch where they can't ride down the road and look and see it sitting there and pull up and, and try to grab it and run off. The special instructions and put, having them put stuff out of sight helps a lot. Uh, but you, the, the bad guys know this too. So they're not always deterred. Uh, some want to hang around a little longer than others. So they may walk around and look. So, but that's the safest thing that you could probably do. Also, my uh, main thing is, you know, it's been about building relationships and about relationships in every aspect of, of life. And um, man, if we just get back to, some neighborly things and watching out for neighbor, watching out for neighbor, you know, yeah. um, that will go a long way uh, mm -hmm. in deterring uh, some of these crimes. Right. Um, going back to the, the street gang, some people might not know what I'm talking about. Um, do you care to elaborate maybe chief a little bit on that? Like what are they doing? And um, you know, how can people kind of protect themselves is that those those things happen pretty quickly and people come in. I don't know how violent some of these people are, but you may be just out innocently shopping and that may occur. So you might happen to be in the in the way. So what are some things that you might advise people to do uh, in being vigilant as they're out and about? Again, uh, first being aware of their surroundings. Uh, we just had this happen uh, recently in a neighboring uh, city uh, that a new mall, brand new outlet mall, mm -hmm. uh, and these people go in and just grab as much as they can and run out. Uh, if you want to be a help, uh, get as much information without in trying to encounter, you know, let, let law enforcement handle that, but uh, get as much information well, as you can. <laughs> car information, if you can get a tag information, direction of travel, all of those things can assist law enforcement in the apprehension of, of the individuals. But it's it's um, uh, it's taken place. Uh, we haven't had it uh, in our area uh, to that degree. Uh, but um, a lot of the stores, especially stores that have high-end 
uh, Louis Vuitton, different type things like that, coach purses and things like that. And right. I know they're trying to make dollars and they want these. Uh, I never understand why they want these things by the front, close to the front door. But um, <laughs> that's where they place them, uh, right. unfortunately. And, and the, the individuals go in, grab and go. Uh, but uh, just assisting us in, in capturing as much inf information as it can be very helpful. Right. And I mean, I would like to stress again, you just basically said, don't try to be a, a vigil ante. I have seen right. a lot of store employees that may take the law into their own hands and try to handle these things. Uh, but what would you say to the employees um, that think, oh, I, you know, I've seen people try to grab stuff back and that kind of thing. Well, what would you, you know, specifically say to them? Because that can be a, a very serious situation, uh, you know, quick and in, in in a hurry, as they say. You know, when when those type of things come up, um, you know, what should you be already thinking if you are working at an establishment um, that that occurs in? Well, first to follow whatever that, that store outlet is, that retail outlet is, to follow their policy. And unfortunately, um, I wish we could get to a balance within <laughs> within retail organizations, within their policies, because it, it runs a spectrum. Some have a policy not to even call police. I mean, not to do anything. Yeah. Uh, some and, you know, others, but at at the very least, if they would do the same thing that I just mentioned for the citizens to get as much information, don't try to apprehend, don't try to grab or, or stop or anything like that. Get the information. They have to understand that um, loss and shrink is built into uh, the operation of the retail establishment. So uh, that that's not to say that it's a free fall giveaway, but uh, just get the information, call law enforcement, and let off let them do their job. Let us do our jobs. And most outlets too have now loss prevention personnel. Um, and I know here in Mount Juliet, we we work well together with our loss loss prevention uh, people. Yeah, um, I also wanted to uh, quickly go back to you know the whole making sure you put things. Uh, away out of sight in your car because a lot of people end up with broken windows where people are trying to grab and go. Another thing I've heard is that you should, in terms of being aware of your surroundings, you should be looking uh, to make sure the area that you're parking in is not secluded, that it's well lit. I know at this time of year, you're probably not going to be secluded. There's so many people out there. Are there anything, is there anything else, even like the type of pocketbook a woman, you know, might carry. And, you know, as you're kind of scoping your surroundings, what should you be looking at uh, before you even get out the car? Well, um, you know, again, like the chief said, look, look at your surroundings. Um, it's not unusual to see somebody sitting in their car if you drive through a parking lot and pull up. But if you pay attention to them, you can usually tell, uh, the person that's sitting in a car, reading emails, sending a text, talking on the phone, opposed to the people who are actively looking for a victim, somebody to, to, uh, to, oh, sorry about that. It's okay. 
Uh, <laughs> wasn't expecting that. Um, but you can you can tell the folks that are looking for somebody to rob if they can't uh, mm-hmm. by where they're sitting, what they're what they're looking at. Um, it's it's kind of just reading their body language. And if, if most people it, can figure that out if they just pay attention instead of being in a hurry, um, those kind of things. Um, it, it's, you're right. The parking lots are so crowded, so there is not really a secluded place you can park for the most part during the holiday seasons. Um, but again, like the chief said, pay attention to your surroundings. What makes, what makes most people a victim is their, their lack of interest. When I sit in a parking lot and I see people coming out of the grocery store doing this on their phones, Mm -hmm. they're they're Mm -hmm. the ones that will be victims because they're not paying any attention. They're not, um, watching their surroundings. The ones that are vigilant that pay attention when they're walking through the parking lot are less likely to be victims because uh, they're paying attention to what's going on. Um, when it comes to women carrying purses, uh, my recommendation is don't carry a purse. Uh, if you have some type of wallet that you can you can stick in your pocket or hold in your hand, um, always if you've got people with you to help you navigate and pay attention to what's going on helps. Um, uh, sometimes women will put purses that have long straps around their shoulders. So that way they can't just come off their arm. Um, that's a little bit safer, but the less you have to worry about the better off you are that way it gives them less to, to try to grab. Right. Also, I guess uh, you might want to mention the uh, skimmers, you know, how they, uh, I know when I've traveled overseas, um, it was a big problem where they could actually lift your, credit card information, not even, they don't even have to uh, have the information out of your pocketbook. They can actually kind of brush by you and, and, and kind of get it off of there. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that and how that works, uh, Lieutenant Neely, um, in terms of uh, are there certain types of, of new wallets and things like that, that are available to prevent that kind of thing from happening? Sure. Um, all credit cards have a magnetic strip, and now they have they have the magnetic strip along with the chip. Um, but the same thing in a credit card machine that reads the magnetic strip when you make a purchase, uh, there is technology out there that criminals have learned to use that they can, if they can get close enough to you, uh, and they can just, like you said, brush by your purse, your back pocket where your wallet might be, um, then that technology can pick up that uh, magnetic strip on your credit card and store that information. So now they have your credit card number, your security code, everything. And they can actually take, uh, they can go like get gift cards and they can turn those with those machines into credit cards. And then they can, they go, like I said, spend thousands before you even realize it. Um, there are special wallets that, uh, that are manufactured that prevent that, um, uh, device from getting the codes uh, there's different variations, different brands, depends on what you're comfortable with. But um, I always recommend that if you, uh, if you can get one, to get one, because uh, that definitely helps with uh, the, the people being able to use those skimmers to get your credit card information. Yeah. Oh, good advice. You know, uh, it's so much going on. You have to <laughs> keep up with it all. And I, I really, you know, as, as people are aging and, and what have you, it's, it just seems like there's more and more things you know, that you have to look out for. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about um, 
holiday crime uh, and what you can do if you think you've been a victim. We'll be back right after this. A lot of things have come to a screeching halt due to COVID-19, but you should know that the court system in Tennessee is still open and holding in-person hearings for orders of protection and other types of abuse cases. If you have a hearing date, double-check on where your hearing will be held. If you need assistance on an order of protection or temporary restraining order, contact the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443 or visit our website at www.las.org. And welcome back. You're listening to the Celeste Stein Show on bbsradio.com. Thank you so much for joining us uh, right now. I am speaking with Chief James Hambrick and Lieutenant Wes Neely. And we're talking about ways you can protect yourself uh, and keep yourself from being a victim during this holiday season. Um, so are you guys seeing an increase or decrease in crime Uh in your area this holiday season. Go ahead, G. You just said go. It's um, <laughs> our, uh, actually, uh, by doing the numbers, um, I do a report and have been doing a report every Thursday to our city manager. Uh, our um, shoplifting um, has an, it seemingly has decreased with the latest numbers that we've got gathered. Um, even our, our vehicle burglars, we had a few uh, just recently, a couple of days ago. But prior to that, our, our vehicle burglaries and things have been uh, tremendously low. Uh, yeah. Interestingly great. enough, I, I kind of looked at some research from the Pew Foundation this morning, and it, it is showing sort of a, a decrease uh, nationwide. But um, actually, the, I, I've seen homicides are up. Are, are you all seeing that trend in your area? Well, in the Nashville area, mm-hmm. uh, but not, not Mount Juliet. Yeah, thankfully, uh, but not thankfully. But anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting um, how, you know, you wonder how COVID impacted things. You know, you have more people at home, <laughs> you know, probably more domestic uh, violence and, and altercations, but um you know, as far as other things, people weren't out and about as much. You know, they weren't going to the stores or going to the malls. So it's it's probably been uh, partly affected by uh, some of that. One of the things um, also um, that I wanted to ask, uh, Lieutenant uh, Neely, if uh, you become a victim, tell me um, what, if you, you know, because sometimes people... They don't know if they've lost or misplaced something. I mean, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, theft uh, of your pocketbook or what have you. If you think you've been a victim, you know, aren't there some things that people can do to proactively um, fight against this, uh, you know, even working with your bank and things like that? What what uh, advice do you give to people? If um, obviously if somebody steals your purse. Uh, call the police, get them in around you to file a report, you know, give them what information you can. But as quickly as possible, you need to make sure you contact your credit card company or your bank uh, to make sure you make them aware that your card has been stolen uh, so that they can can cut it off where it won't work. Um, the sooner that's done, the better. Sometimes we don't catch it immediately. And some people put purchases on them before we have a chance to cut them off. But that's the uh, first thing you should do, I always recommend that, you know, there's always a number on the back of the card 
that you call to report stuff. But if you don't have your cards, you don't have that number. So I always recommend you keep a, a, a notepad somewhere uh, in your car, you know, somewhere we have quick access to it. That's got the phone numbers to the different uh, institutions that you have credit cards through so that you can immediately call them and let them know what's happened. Uh, if you misplace a card, uh, again, immediately, even, even though somebody may not have stolen it, you still need to have it cut off. Uh, the institution will usually reissue you a new card with a new number. So if it does turn up somewhere, it, it won't be active where anybody can use it. Uh, but, but the main thing is timing. The, the quicker it's done, uh, the safer you're going to be with it. Right. How true. Um, now, also, Lieutenant Neely, I know you have uh, certainly spent a lot of time as an expert on workplace violence and active, sh active shooter threats. Um you know, this time of year, we know that people do get a little more anxious and, you know, really even, uh, you know, the higher cases or incidents of, of depression and that kind of thing. Um, wanted to ask um, how that stress can lead to people acting out in, you know, ways maybe they normally wouldn't and what employers uh, could and should be doing to prepare uh, and even prevent a situation of uh, violence in the workplace? Um, it's um, what I always recommend when I, when I do classes for different, uh, different employers, um, you always, they, if you can, if it's feasible, they really need to have a place uh, that if, if, you, if you can't get out, if, if an incident happens, uh, that can be deemed a, 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 a safe place. Uh, so the, the first rule of thumb is if you're uh, anywhere, uh, and this can be used anywhere, whether you're at work, at church, at home, um, shopping, uh, if, if something like this happens, then you need to get away from it and, and get out the nearest exit. Uh, if you find yourself in a situation where where the, the gunman's between you and your, your exit, then you need to still get away from him. Find a place to, to, um, to hide. Find a, a room that you can get in, a place that uh, um, won't attract attention. Uh, usually these things are, are over within 10 minutes. Um, if it's somebody that's just looking to uh, what we refer, refer to as mass casualties, uh, they're not normally going to chase anybody. They're not going to go... Um, uh, hunt people down. They're just gonna gonna try to 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 kill the people that are that are there that they have access to. Um, so if you can find a place to, to hunker down until until uh, it's over, uh, would be the the best next best step. Uh, if employers can locate areas like that within their businesses, that uh, what we would in law enforcement we, we refer to as hardened rooms. Um, you know, I explained to them what. So what things they can do to make a room hardened like that, uh, you know, get in there, lock the door, turn the lights off, make sure your cell phones are silenced. And that's a hard thing to remember because most of us can't remember to do that a lot of places, um, you know, and just uh, just try to stay out of sight uh, until the threat leaves or it's neutralized, one of the two. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the employers, a lot of folks in the corporate world don't think about that. Uh, because in the corporate world, it's, it's doesn't happen that much. Um, it's, it, I, I really fear that it's going to become more prevalent, but 
Mm-hmm. It's better to be prepared. I, I have this this saying, it's not mine, uh, that um, chance favors the prepared mind, which means if you're prepared, then that's going to give you a little bit more advantage to be able to handle a situation if you find yourself in it than not thinking about it at all and then being surprised by it. Um, so I encourage uh, the folks that I do these classes for to, to I, I give them information so they can be prepared to set those things up. Um, and, um, the, the, the downside to it is, is, uh, uh, you, you can't control any of it because it's, it's, um, it don't think you control is what you do, not what the other people are doing. Um, and I, I, I preach, don't be a victim. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're faced with somebody and it doesn't have to be a gun, it can be a, a, a knife, um, a car, a baseball bat, a two before anything that somebody can get their hands on that they want to inflict injury on somebody, then, then that's the weapon. Uh, and if you find yourself in that situation and, and you can't get away from it, then really you only have one other option, fight back. And that's why I say, don't be a victim. Um, if, if you're, you find yourself there, then, then fight for everything you got. And there's nothing wrong with that. You have every right to defend yourself against somebody that's attacking you. Um, Mm -hmm. If, if you have to take their life, it it doesn't matter whether they're a bad guy or not. It's, it's going to affect you, but Mm -hmm. you you have to understand you have to defend yourself. It's, it's, it's either them or you. And in a nutshell, that's, that's what it's about. Right. Yeah. That preparation, you know, definitely goes a long way and, you know, it's nothing anybody ever certainly wants to think about, but it's something that you have to, you know, like you said earlier, uh, just being vigilant and, you know, thinking about, you know, what would you do and ways to uh, remove yourself or avoid a particular uh, situation altogether. Now, you mentioned uh, classes. Um, a lot of employers, uh, especially small businesses, I don't feel like are really as prepared as they need to be, um, and 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 certainly churches because this is not something we've seen over the years in our places of worship. But um, uh, you know, is this something that you would recommend that every employer, whether small or large, needs to start thinking about? Uh, definitely, definitely. Workplace violence. It, it's. Uh, it happens every day, a lot of places across the country. And it's not just an active shooter type thing. Um, in, in the workplace and in, 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 in churches, um, you, you can have disgruntled employees. Uh, you can have domestic situations uh, between uh, uh, folks. And some, a spouse may come to somebody's workplace looking for them. Uh, for whatever reason, whatever's happened, and they're angry, and they want to get their vengeance, and uh, they're going to come in looking for that person. Uh, if their intent is to uh, to cause them bodily injury, then um, they're not normally going to come in just randomly hurting people. However, if they're trying to get from point A to point B, and you are unlucky enough to be in that path, then you may get injured because of that, because you're standing between this person and, and wherever they're going. Um, uh, domestic violence is probably the number one in the workplace. Um, I always recommend to employers uh, or that they talk to their employees about um, 
domestic violence and and things like that. And the employees need to make sure that the management knows that there's a situation. Um, so if a spouse shows up and the employee, the employer doesn't know that there's an issue, um, they may very well let that person walk right through the door and go wherever they want to go. Mm-hmm. So you got to share the information that you've got to the, the, the employees got to let the employer know there's an issue and the, the, whatever person should not be there to see them. If they show up, don't let them in kind of thing. Right. Um, what about tailgating? Um, can you explain what that is to people who might not know and um, how all employees should be really vigilant because <laughs> you just don't know? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of businesses have um, locked doors that you have to have a key card access to get in. Um, and you have to be, again, this is one of those vigilance things. You need to be aware of your surroundings because if you swipe your card and open the door, they don't shut immediately. They usually sh- close slowly. And it would be very easy for somebody to sneak right in behind you uh, without a, a key card or anything. So um, when you, if you do that, you go in the door, stop at the door, pull it closed, or, or stand there and make sure it closes before uh, you walk away to make sure nobody comes in behind you. Right. People don't realize how dangerous that is. I've seen it at different places where, you know, because obviously in my life of work, in, in, in my former life, just going so many different places, how there may be unlocked doors. And that's that uh, well, pound of prevention. Just lock the door, you know, close, make sure when you come in that the door is actually closed and locked behind you, you know, exactly. simple, but people don't do it. Or I've seen employees prop a door open, trying to be helpful. And it's like, why do you think we have this uh, security in place here? It's, you know, really to protect people. So you Mm -hmm. see that so often. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And um, after this break, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about cybercrime, which is something totally on the rise. Um, Obviously something that years ago, no one even thought about, but now it's a big deal. So we're going to talk about that when we come back right after this. When it comes to relationships, there are some obvious signs you can use to spot someone who might be abusive. First, they have a tendency to want to rush into a relationship. They may also show signs of jealousy and mistrust, and you could find they expect you to be perfect and will try to cut you off from other important relationships. They could also be abusive towards animals and children. To learn more about the signs of dangerous individuals and how you can identify and avoid unhealthy relationships, contact the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443. And thanks so much for tuning in to the Celestine Show. I am here talking to two of Mount Juliet's finest who have served their communities for many years as police officers and chiefs and lieutenants and everything else. So (laughs) I'm so glad to have you here today. And um, the next thing we want to get into is uh, cybercrime. But I want to, before we do that, I'm going to offer um, our 800 number. If people would like to call in with any questions for either of you, they can call in to the show at 888 627-6008. That number again, 888-627-6008. And um, it may take just a minute, so we won't forget about you. But if you want to call in and stay on the line with your question, 
um, we'll be happy to take a few questions towards the end of the show. Uh, now, we're going to talk a little bit about cybercrime. Um, explain, uh, Chief Hamburg, if you will, what uh, we're talking about these days when we talk about cybercrime to start with. Let's uh, have a little education on that. That's a, a broad brush, but in the... Um... What we're dealing with now and seeing now, one, we have to understand that cybercrime is globally. It's uh, not unique to a certain uh, space. It's global now. Um, And we used to be, you would just talk about what's happening on a computer. Uh, But now with cell phones, which are computers within themselves, um, with so much going on with technology being advanced more and more. And, you know, as we thinking, when we think we're we're gaining a little bit of ground um, in this area, then another technology comes out that is good, but is also used uh, by criminals in the criminal element. Um, AI, for example, mm-hmm. has has and is changing the game as it relates to to crime and uh, these uh, crimes that are, you know, taking place on computers and phones and with um, information and people's information and and funds and it's uh, again it's a global thing uh, and it's hard to really combat because the suspect or the organization that the criminal organization may be in a total different country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but you're, the victim is here in Mount Juliet. Uh, so it's uh, um, to enforce and have law enforcement. Uh, we, we say protection is key. Uh, and, you know, because we're seeing it uh, with fraud, scams, different things. Some of the things that I've dealt with personally, um, people have called and said that they, they're from the IRS and they're going to take your spouse to jail and we need $10,000. And people are going and getting $10,000. And I'm grateful for mm-hmm. here here in our community, grateful for uh, organizations and businesses that would say, hey, this is your money. But I think you need to go talk to Chief Hambrick before you do. Yeah. And we've saved uh, people. I'm like, you know, have you ever tried to call the IRS? I said, said, you know how hard that was to get in touch with them? (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for for sure. (laughs) They're they're not going to call you. They're going (laughs) to, hey, you'll get some some mail or something like that. Just think about it. They know where you work. Right. Uh, they need your money and want your money. They'll get it. But right. <laughs> unfortunately, they prey on the older population. Our older population are those that are most vulnerable to these type scams of calling in. We just had recently somebody call in and said uh, to a female that this was somebody from the Mount Julie Police Department uh, mm. calling them. And we don't solicit funds like that from a phone call. And they gave in and uh, mm. met <laughs> at a place, you know, and, and gave thousands mm. of dollars away. 
And so we have to protect ourselves and uh, um, right. protect Yeah, ourselves. I mean, can can you talk a little bit about the penalties for people who do things like that um, in terms of, you know, impersonating? I mean, really what you're talking about is impersonating a police force, uh, impersonating, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, reputable entities and agencies like the IRS, I mean, if they get caught, I mean, what, you know, what type of crime is that, um, you know, and, and what are the penalties for something like that? Well, it, it varies. And LT, you can speak on that a little more uh, than I can as far as the, the penalty and what would happen uh, through the uh, court process if they are called uh, again, uh, even though there may be somebody locally that is being used, unfortunately, uh, these enterprises are, are overseas. Most of them we're seeing are coming yeah. out of Africa. So. Mm. Yeah. So uh, go ahead, uh, Lieutenant Neely. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that um, uh, the, a crime of this type is is kind of like identity theft. It's a very, very hard crime to to find the the suspects and charge them. Um, the, the, the penalty can vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, but uh, it being a felony, it, uh, they they will get some some pretty good time out of it if you can if you can catch them. Um, the especially with the cyber side of it, it is so they're so good at getting in, and they're so good at hiding their tracks. Uh, it is it is just virtually impossible. And if it's somebody that's that's uh, doing it from another country, um, it's it's nothing anybody can really do. Uh, Are people no... not extradited? I, I've heard of, um, I know a couple of years ago, Big Ring was broken up in India. Um, I remember that, that, you know, I, I think, um, you know, you're really seeing a lot of uh, cyber crime on the rise there. Uh, but, you know, so when that happens, um, you know, I know you're talking about an extradition process and that type of thing. Would that, or I'm not even aware if that has ever occurred, um, if anybody's ever been extradited uh, to face charges or would they face charges in their own country? Well, we um, have, I, okay. I will say this. We would have to have cooperation and work with our federal partners, uh, law enforcement partners, to uh, bring that about. And w just last week uh, at our Chiefs Association, we had members from the uh, FBI uh, the uh, Nashville branch of Memphis uh, branch as well, uh, give us some assurance that they're available uh, for these type of things to help and assist. Uh, but as they said, it's, um, it's not easy, but that doesn't mean that they won't join in and uh, assist in, in those um, trying to apprehend and, and prosecute, bring those individuals to justice. Right. I think that's really important because sometimes I think the consumer can feel defeated when it comes to uh, dealing with, with a situation like this because um, it seems like nothing is really being done on a, a, a global level to address uh, such an issue. But I think it is going to end up being one of the, the bigger things that we are going to definitely have to deal with and address. Um, as Neil Friedman wrote in his book, The World is Flat, you know, it's like 
we're not just dealing with uh, things occurring in our own backyard. You know, there are people touching us and reaching us that never have been able to before because they're, you know, able to get in through uh, the the technology. Um, and so do you, if you have people that you're, you're working with, especially elderly population that, uh, those and children that are more vulnerable, um, what types of things can they do, uh, or their parents, especially with children, you know, you have trafficking, you have all kinds of other issues associated with this. What should families be doing to, to stay vigilant, uh, or protect themselves or are there, uh, things that you guys can and offer there, because I think, especially we're going to talk about this too, as it relates to um, shopping online, mm-hmm. that's going to be something we'll get to in just a minute. But, you know, what what would you recommend uh, from a cybersecurity standpoint that people can do? Let me say this one thing, um, how this, how I see the most being played out, and this is by phone calls and unsolicited phone calls and especially with this onset of, of AI and chat GPT, uh, mm-hmm. they will capture. And I warn people about answering the phone and it, they'll say when they call, is this so-and-so? And what they're hoping to catch is you to say yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have your other information and they can play that back. Some of some of the automated things that are needed to access funds and money accounts and things is requires you to say yes. And once that happens, um, I'm like, man, and so unwanted or unsolicited phone calls, if you don't know who it is, Hey, I let them leave a message. If it's somebody, (laughs) (laughs) if it's somebody that wants me, they'll leave me a message. If I don't know the number, then I'm not answering. And I'm terrible about it. You know, the problem I have is somebody important will be calling and I'm just like, Mm-mm, going to voicemail, you know, like, yeah, but you, you know, it's, it's like, it's one of the things that you can do, but I would also uh, uh, mention um, some of the software because you, you know, I don't, I don't know if we really touched on ransomware uh, slightly, but when someone is uh, trying to, um, like hijack your computer so that, you know, you have to pay a certain amount for them to, to release it. And uh, I've heard that some companies have actually paid it, you know, to rather than to lose their proprietary (laughs) information, you know, Um, because it it could cost so much more, but in any case, um, you know, you have to be so, so careful. So let's talk about, um, Cybercrime in the terms of when you're you're doing this holiday shopping, what are some things that people need to look out for when they're putting their information online? Um, I've had a situation one time where I put in, uh, uh, you know, I was I was purchasing something that I thought was sort of a, a legitimate purchase, you know, where you're ordering a product, but then they sign you up for all this other stuff, you know, that. You're like, I didn't order this. You know, where is this coming from? Or it becomes like a subscription. So um, I've definitely had to undo that, uh, you know, a time uh, in in the past. Um, it's just, you know, they get more and more sophisticated. So what are some things um, uh, people can do there? I, what I would recommend is especially as far as email goes. Um, okay. 
I think I got a pretty good record at, at work in regard to not opening emails that, <laughs> that I'm not sure about. Um, but there's, if you read the fine print, and, and I'm talking about places like Amazon or, or any of the big companies, um, if you read the fine print, it'll, it'll talk about them. You're, you're, if you agree to certain things, you're giving them permission to sell your information. And when, when I say information, I'm not talking about your, your personal information. I'm just talking about your, your email address, stuff like that, your name, your email address, what, what city or state you live in. And that's where all the emails come from that you're like, where, why am I getting this? I don't, I didn't, I don't know this company. Um, and, and that's how, that's how they get in. Uh, there are what seem to be legitimate companies and they'll buy this information and they'll start sending emails out and they'll put attachments in there. They'll put that sometimes they'll send uh, something that says there's an invoice, uh, that, uh, that is overdue or something. And you're like, what, what the crap is this? So you open it and look at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't, don't do that. If you get an email from some company or something that you don't know, then don't open any attachments or anything. Because once that attachment's open, they put malware on your computer. And then now they can get in there and find, if you pay your bills on that computer, guess what they got? Your banking information. Um, So it's you, if you get an email, don't open any attachments unless you are certain, you know, that that's some, some transaction or some company that you're familiar with or some person that you're familiar with. I've gotten emails before where somebody would say, um, uh, Hey, you know, I got these pictures for you, you to review. Uh, and all they're trying to do is get you to click on the attachment. And Mm -hmm. once you do that, it's, it's, it's done. Um, right. Facebook is famous for that. I hate to, uh, no offense to Facebook, but I've seen a lot on there where uh, they have cloned somebody's account. And then uh, the next thing you know, on there, it's like, have you seen uh, this video? I think you may know this person who just died or, some, you know, something crazy. Mm-hmm. And so you want to stay away from all of that because you think it's somebody you know, or have you heard about the latest grant about something? And you're like, I mean, really, do these, these people really, They if they could actually t- harvest some of that energy and, and take yeah. it and use it for something mm-hmm. good, good Lord, they would be rich just doing that you know but it's unfortunate they have to you know uh prey on people now online uh to protect your uh your information online everybody's gotten very comfortable at this point with shopping online but uh should they be so comfortable <laughs> you um, know in terms of um people being able to access uh your information like i know there's software too that will show you if your uh your password has ever been compromised that's a scary thought right <laughs> yeah, and and there's that's a double-edged sword because that uh hackers too can use that to get you to give them your passwords uh they can send an email saying hey your password's been compromised you need to click here and do this and it's so easy for them to get online and go to um netflix let's say uh, they can go onto Netflix. They can can copy uh, the logos and other stuff to make and, and and create an email to make it look like it's actually Netflix sending you the information. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, "Oh, you know, your your it, it, your uh, password's been compromised. You need to change your password. Click here." 
So you click right. there and you change your password. Now they have your pass, your net your Netflix password. And what are we yeah. all guilty of? Because we have to remember so much, we have a tendency to use the same password for everything we do. Right. So, I so, used to work with someone. He would be like, oh, God, if they ever get my password, they've cracked the code, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I use the same one on everything. I was like, oh, you don't. And he's like, yes, I do. My problem is I can't, I have so many. I can't remember them all. I, you know, I have to take guesses at my own password, which is crazy, you know, but that's what you have to do. You know, one step ahead, you know, that works for me mm-hmm. right now, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Um, so we have a few more minutes, um, as, as we're wrapping up here, um, are there any other things I, I know, um, I wanted to address really quickly because this is really, really important. Um, and I know this is going to delve into the, the area of, um, sort of, well, it's really still, um, safety, but I wanted to talk about, you know, uh, your Christmas tree and things that you have at home. Um, there are a lot of tragedies a lot of times during the holidays because of uh, Christmas lights and things that may catch fire. Uh, any bit of advice for people in terms of if you're leaving the house, what what kind of things should you be doing uh, if you if you have uh, a Christmas tree or you know your stove and you've cooked something for the holidays? You know what what, what can you tell people there? Well, one, I mean, this is a su- supposed to be a joyous, joyous time uh, celebrating with family, friends, and uh, it can be that. We have to make sure that we're also responsible things, not leaving things on. And and in this time, the, the commercialism of it in itself uh, lends itself to us, the hustle and bustle, as we say, and we're in and out and oop, I forgot this. I just run here and get this and, and we leave things unattended. Um, so just being more mindful of what we're doing um, and, and, and do it safely. Um, sometimes, and uh, I'll say Wes and I are probably more guilty than that. than we, you know, as men, we don't like to read instructions. So we, <laughs> we, we just start plugging in things and, and put things because we can, but just uh, slowing down uh, and doing things the right way. Uh, instructions come with some for a reason. Uh, and so uh, just being mindful uh, of not, if you're using, you know, uh, fire real logs and, and you're burning real wood, uh, you can't just leave that unattended. And so yeah. uh, being mindful of things like if you have a live tree, uh, there are just certain things that we you have to do. But uh, right. one thing I, it reminded me uh, when you were talking about the logs, I I did a story years ago in in Nashville. There was a Laotian family that had, you know, several people living in an apartment and the power went out. Remember when we had that really bad ice storm? And I don't know if you remember this story, but they brought the grill inside and tried to cook inside and the carbon monoxide killed everyone in the family. It was just such a sad story. So those are things people don't think about. They may not know. And again, are are very important to safety um, around the holiday. So I think we covered a number of wonderful topics here that (laughs) hopefully will do someone some good this holiday season. I thank you to both so much for coming on. 
great words of wisdom and advice for people. And I hope a lot of people hear this. We'll, we'll have to do a replay for people uh, online. So thank you so much. That's about all the time we have for now. Uh, please join us again for the Celeste Stein Show on bbsradio.com in two weeks from now on Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for listening in and have a very safe and happy holiday. Thanks for watching.